See, see what he does. What do we do with that, Chris? Nothing. What do we do with that? Keep it moving. She would love Chris. She would. Chris, Chris, see, Chris is an interesting guy. That he 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 can kind of be whatever you need him to be. He can be crazy wild Chris. He can yep. be corporate Chris. He can be fun loose Chris. He can be golf Chris. He can be imaging Chris. He's kind of church a Chris. Ah, uh, maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he had a church gear in there. I wouldn't be surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I maybe he should wear the ask sleeve to communion. That would be that would be pretty good. Maybe confession for Chris more than communion. <laughs> that might be a better uh, sacrament for him. He needs like two hours in there. They, they got priests <laughs> he's, lining he's up. Got, he's, well, he's got a, One a priest walks out and, in the and, middle. He's like, I can't do this. Can't all right, do this. on to uh, item number 14-3, <laughs> subsection B. <laughs> all right, uh, he has an attorney next to him. He's in the confession <laughs> with, a, with a lawyer. Let's, uh, let's try an on-the-phone ass Lee. Okay. Uh, we got to do this. Manuel is one of our most loyal listeners. What's up, Manuel? Oh, fellas, great show as usual. First off, man, uh, Rookie, that is a great freaking dog name. I, I have to say it, man. Great name. So we are going to focus. This is going to be Ask Rookie, basically. I want to know, is Rookie a dog food dog, or does Slee just throw him like the leftovers? And then second, because I this was an issue between me and my old lady because I would not do it. Is Slee one of the responsible citizens that picks up after Rookie? Because me personally, man, hey, dogs were put here years ago, <laughs> and I just don't do it. All right, fellas? Appreciate so, you calling in, Manuel. Thanks, Thank you Manuel. for calling in. First of all, let me say this about Manuel. Yes, I'm doing the post-game show. He's breaking down the whole Lakers game. This morning he's back on. The guy works as many hours as you and I do. <laughs> Dan, he's, yeah, and he's got a job. Damn. Too. Yeah, he's making no, it he's, happen. A, he's a busy man. He's a loyal listener. Um, do you feed Rookie oh, from the table? I'm 100%. I, I said this before. And, you know, my girl always be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, if I eat, we eat. And I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking at Rook like, we're eating together, bro. 100% dropping him left and right. Now there's certain foods you can't like have. Like a so. slice of pizza? You just drop it on the floor? No, I can't do a slice about? of pizza. I think there's certain things you Half can't have. Half of your burrito? Can't have. Uh, oh, he, he's had some burrito Has he had before. had more sushi than Emily? <laughs> I don't think he's going to be. It's more the the world of just the chicken, the meats, the okay. steaks, the any of that stuff. What does he like on in. his baked potato? Uh, he's he's not a sour cream guy. He's not a sour cream guy. Okay, and the other thing about, you know, he mentioned about the uh, picking up after your dog. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. You know, I've, I I had a dog when I was a kid, and let's just say that the Middle Eastern family didn't really know what the hell they were doing. Okay. Let's just, uh, you know, let's go back to those days. But today now, when you have a dog, I 100% kind of look at uh when i go on those walks does somebody pick up after their dog do they're not i'm picking up after the dog yeah. there's nothing worse no that's than somebody not picking that's up after dog, dog ownership 101 right gotta Just do clean it. up after your dog and, and by the way there are there are different it's interesting when people have so you go on different walks there'll be a sign to say hey please pick up after your dog thank you yeah that's a good sign yeah and i'm definitely going to go out of my way to pick up after my dog okay then there's other signs have you seen these other signs other signs are like there's a camera on you. Make sure you pick up your dog's ish. <laughs> Bro, relax. What kind yeah, of a but, society but, is this? Well, I'll tell you. And, and there literally will be a camera. As, as a non-dog person, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you the reason that that sign exists with the camera is because people don't. That's why. That you, but that does not make me want to. You know I, what that I, makes me want to do is rookie. It. We're coming right here. 
every single morning. <laughs> well, I understand. I, I can understand that desire. Bob is. I think there's three cameras. I, I understand the desire to want to say, no, you can't tell me what to do. There's just a photo outside. <laughs> Have you seen this, this dog? And this <laughs> no, dog. just this dog. Rookie's looking dumbfounded. No, no, because people are animals. They don't clean up. I'm what I do. And that's, by the way, you've just kind of isolated reason number 1A why I don't want to have a dog. I don't want to have to do that. That just sounds unpleasant. Part of the... Uh, I, I I get it. I get that that's part of owning the, maybe the number one other than taking good care of it. Yeah. But uh, no, we're not going to do that. All right. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's talk about the Dodgers here for a second. I want to start I want to start with Chris Taylor, but I, I just want to go here first. Okay. Um, a report from uh, The Athletic who covers uh, Major League Baseball I'm just going to read this tweet from Britt uh, Giroli, and it says, Scherzer said the Dodgers limiting his pitch count and trying to keep him fresh for the postseason lowered his work capacity, and he thinks this led to his dead arm. Said in D.C., he was relied on and pushed to consistently go 110 pitches every five days, so more built up for 19 World Series run. Hmm. Okay. A, why? You know, maybe somebody asked him a question, are you worried about the dead arm? And he's trying to explain what happened. But the Dodgers were, they had the gas mashed on that guy for the entire, from the moment they got him. I didn't feel like they were massaging his innings. I never got that sense. I I mean, he obviously did. I think the why is more interesting to me because I'm with you. There is no need. I think I would have deflected that question in a way that you're not referencing. Why not do sometimes that stuff happens? Yeah, it, listen, dead arm's part of the game. No, it's not something I'm concerned about. Look at my past. Look at my history. I don't know if, well, this is what happened specifically for the Dodgers, and it was a big topic during the postseason. Remember, there was, I don't know how far before he was going to start the game that all of a sudden it was announced. It was that day, or maybe, maybe it was the day before. But something I like say that. It, it might have even day. been that day. But it was obviously a big topic. It was a big topic with the Dodgers, period. Did you overuse Julio? Did you, Walker Bueller, should you have rested him? So that was kind of a big conversation before the regular season ended and through the postseason. I'm with you on the not sure the angle Scherzer took on that Yeah, one. well, here's the other thing. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a 37-year-old guy advocating more work? Uh, okay. I, 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 he's going to know his body. I, yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. But the reason that he's not with the Dodgers, or at least in part, why the Dodgers maybe wouldn't go to that third year, or they were reluctant to go forty-three million for a he's guy. Thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven, yeah. and he's a power pitcher. You know, this this isn't. I mean, Clayton Kershaw was a power pitcher for the vast majority. He's really not anymore. He's mm-hmm. more of a pitcher pitcher, right? He's a guy that's going to set you up. He's going to get you to swing at bad pitches. He's going to get you to take good ones yep. up, down, in, out, slow, fast, the whole thing. Max Scherzer is, is an excellent pitcher. Don't get me wrong, but what makes him a Hall of Fame pitcher at this point is that his his stuff is just electric. He's got an unbelievable arm. He's throwing the ball 97, 98, 99 miles an hour into the seventh and eighth inning. At, at some point, that's going to not be your sure. your your lane. Sure. And at 37, it becomes more likely not to be your lane. I don't understand. You know, you know what will help me stay healthy longer? More work. Okay. Maybe. Maybe he knows, but that seems weird. To I was going to say, it doesn't make sense to probably you and I, but I, I also think you know questioning Scherzer on – what he feels is best for his arm. I'm not going to, you know, obviously sit here and question. It makes sense what the Dodgers were doing strategy-wise, and maybe he has his own theory of why, obviously, he had that dead arm. I, I think the the bigger question is um, what the Dodgers do from here. Because is it is it tonight at 9 p.m. Yeah, that basically the Major League Baseball will lock out. Well, they can, mm-hmm. it, and it seems likely that they will. Um, 
that if you're going to get a deal done, you need to get it done before the end of the day. And so let's go back to Chris Taylor. The fact that it hasn't gotten done, does that mean anything? Or does it just mean that they're like, we, it's not over yet. We have until later today to get it done, so we don't need to get it done right now. But if it felt like they were close, right, why not just get – if we're a million bucks apart or we're you know something that isn't I want 10 years and you're offering two, that's you're not going to get done in a day. But if it's you know I want $25 million and you're offering $21 million, I feel like we could bridge that gap if, that, that it's not done, and, and not just with the Dodgers, by the way, but that it's not done anywhere. Does that say something about that? Well, I think for me, I look at this and just kind of as I guess you can say – um, if you want to get something done, you're probably going to get it done. So if you're right, if you haven't got it done yet, then I think it's fair to say, well, what's the hiccup? Did something happen? Did, are they not agreeing to terms? Is Chris Taylor um, also really considering other offers from other teams? Is there going to be another team that potentially maybe makes a decision for the Dodgers, which is what happened with Corey Seager, it's what happened with Max Scherzer? Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the ordinary for you to kind of question. Well, if you haven't got it done yet, is there a reason? Is there a reason why Freddie Freeman hasn't already signed a deal with the Atlanta Braves? Yeah, I don't have the same answer, idea, right? But I think there's a similar concept of well, if you were going to get it done, and it was just a matter of figuring out what the terms are, you had a couple of days to do that. A lot of these other deals got done, and that one's still on the table. I, I think that's a fair assessment stop to have. It, stop at Freddie Freeman for a second. Yeah. When when the World Series ended, and Fred, you know, we've known Freddie Freeman's going to be a free agent for a while now. I would say, come on, guys, stop. Freddie Freeman, it just, there are certain guys that just feel like they belong where they are. Mm -hmm. Freddie Freeman is an Atlanta Brave. He comes up with the Braves. He's made multiple all star teams with the Braves. He's won an MVP. He just won the World Series. He's, he's playing Kershaw with the Dodgers. I'm not, I'm just using it as that's a Dodger. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and, I thought there was 0.00 chance of him leaving Atlanta. And now that we're a few hours away from the deadline coming up, or at least one of the day, you can still sign after they come to a new CBA. But I don't know. Maybe there is a slim, slim chance that he goes somewhere else. He's from Southern California. He grew up in Orange County. Um, I don't know. I mean, Max Muncy could slide over to second base, Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you've got – if Chris Taylor does leave, you've got Gavin Lux, who can play all three infield positions. You could probably, you know, we saw him play a little outfield last year. It does open up some possibilities if you are able to take Max Muncy off of first base. You know what could happen today? Today, Chris Taylor could sign with the Dodgers, and you and I could have overreacted. Freddie Freeman can sign with the Braves, and you and I could have overreacted. But I also don't think it's a stretch at all to say, well, why didn't they just do it earlier? The Freeman thing, I think, is interesting because this could happen. This is part of baseball. I've spent X amount of years in this one market. I am known as an Atlanta Brave. Um, at the same time, I can leave Atlanta, and they will always um, they will always tip their cap to me because of what I accomplish here. And oh, by the way, we just grabbed the World Series. Like there's certain places you accomplish everything you can accomplish. Yep. And then maybe you do look to say. Should we turn the page like we've done it here? Even if we come back next season and he's competing for the Braves, you've got to the ultimate you know, pinnacle of where you can get to. You checked every single box. Yeah. It's not out of the ordinary for him to you know, potentially I, look at playing for a squad like the Dodgers I, or Southern California. I think that's part of the reason that Corey Seager is where he is. He checked all the Dodgers, but other than winning maybe an MVP of the regular season, I mean, with World Series MVPs, an all-star, he played in front of 45,000 people a night every night. I, I, I get it. I think, I think you're onto something, but – Come back to the he's he makes twelve million bucks a year. Okay, um, he's just turned thirty two years old a couple of months ago. Yep. So he's not young, but he's not old. 
he's kind of in that weird spot. He takes very good care of himself. He's a pretty healthy player. He plays pretty routinely. But the Dodgers have made it very clear they're not going long-term on term. They're not going to give eight, nine, ten-year deals unless it's exactly sure. what they want, like sure. Mookie. Does he want to go big on a short-term deal? Like, okay, yeah, I'll take the $35 million a year for three years as opposed to a, a, a longer deal, maybe slightly less money, but for far more years? I don't know. I, you I know just, what it come down to? If, if he feels, I'm ready to start a new chapter. I did what I needed to do in Atlanta. That I think that's all it's going to come down to. And I'm not saying that the money's not going to matter or the years aren't going to matter, but do you want a different challenge or do you not? I, I think the Seeger thing that you mentioned, you know, that one's interesting. I heard Ramona saying this a couple of days ago where, you know, she was like, but why are you going to go to Texas? Why are you going to go play for the Rangers? You're not going to compete. You're not playing for a good spot. And I get her point. I get what she's saying is I do too. you've been with the Dodgers organization, a squad that obviously has been, but we don't know the money that the Dodgers were offering. Okay. I want to talk about that Seager thing because I think there is a, a pretty obvious reason why he made the decision that he did. Plus, we got to talk about Gavin Lux and how he fits in depending mm -hmm. on who else signs and Chris Taylor is not as good as Corey Seager. Chris Taylor is not as important as Max Scherzer, but I wonder if his loss wouldn't be more impactful on the actual mm -hmm. baseball that trickles down. We'll do that coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. That is an incredible prize. That I mean, I know you've been, but those Christmas Day games Never at been Staples to a game. Center are so much fun. No, it's awesome. There, there's a there's a cool vibe in, yeah. the, in the places because they almost always play late, right? Yep. And so you've got to do all the Christmas fun stuff, spend time with family, open some presents, have a little dinner, all all of that fun stuff. And then you get to go cap that night with a, a Laker game, and not only any old Laker game, but you get to do it with Lakers Nets. That's a that's outstanding. Laker what a great fans. prize. Laker fans, just listen here for a second. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, most likely no Kyrie Irving. Austin Reeves. Uh, Austin Reeves. At Crypto.com Arena. At Crypto.com Arena. There you go. Because December 25th, I think that's when it becomes uh -huh. official. You can win sweet passes to that. That's a pretty damn good setup. And by the way, this is what listeners do not know, neither does the station know. You could stay at the Rogers house for two days. He will drive you to Staples Center or Crypto.com Arena and back home, Airbnb at the Rogers. I loved doing Laker pre and post. I really I really did like yeah. it. It was, a, it was a ton of fun. But I liked it the most on Christmas Day. I think you've told me this strategy before. Because it, it's whenever you want to get out of whatever it is that's going on, it's like, ah, got to go to work. Yeah, I got work. Yeah, the game's at 7. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Guys, I like to prep. Got to prep. You know, you can't just show up and wing this stuff. You got to come in. Oh, uh, you and heard of the this. coach's corner? <laughs> Coach talks at five forty-five. Right. This is not going to take care of itself. Uh, yeah, but can we just swing by my mom's first? Got to prep. Got to prep. What do, what do you want from me? I don't make the schedule. <laughs> just you got to do what you got to do. Michael's game plan. Like, there's <laughs> a lot that goes into this. Yeah, ask Michael. You guys still do that or not anymore? Not ask MT. Uh, we do, do fourteen. Do you do Ask Slee on the pregame show? No, no, Ashley. I'm going to text Michael and tell him to bring Ask Slee. No, to, Ashley. I'll, I'll send a couple every game. 
just fire off a couple and you can do it. There you go. <clears throat> All right. So the Dodgers are what you were talking about a minute ago. Mm -hmm. Why did Corey Seager go to Texas? And and we we're having this conversation a little bit this morning, and I've, I've had this conversation with my dad over and over again, and we kind of come out on different sides on this. That when is enough enough, right? That that if, dollar wise, you're yeah, saying if yeah. somebody offers you three hundred million, but somebody over there is offering three twenty five, sure, just making up Corey Seager signed for three twenty five. I have no idea what the Dodgers offered, yeah. but let's say it's three hundred, and you're well three hundred. You're not getting to that other twenty five million. Why would you leave the place that you know you're winning games, full house, et cetera, et cetera, yep. et cetera? If everything else is equal, why take the money? It's a fair question, and I get it, but the answer is pretty obvious, isn't it? It's twenty-five million more dollars. That's that's we're not we're not talking a few thousand. It's twenty-five million dollars. That's why. That I mean, it, it's not super complicated. You know, what are you going to do with it? Whatever I want, I can give it to twenty-five different people and change their lives. I can build a school. I can donate scholarships. I can do whatever I want with this. I'm not saying that you go buy more jet skis. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it's $25 million more million to spend however you want to do it. So whenever it's, well, why would you go over it? Because it's more and significantly more. So if you ask me, hey, Al, you get a chance, um, you're, if I'm Corey Seager, and I get the opportunity to go 10 years with the Dodgers for mm -hmm. $300 million, and again, we have no idea what the Dodgers offered, sure. so maybe it wasn't even close to this, and we've said this a number of times, the Rangers could have very easily made the decision for Seager and made the decision for the Dodgers, right? But if it's 300 versus 325, $25 million is an unbelievable amount of money. Sure unbelievable. Forget the 300 part that you're getting or whatever it is, right? Yeah. It's an unbelievable amount of money. I, I Trav, I don't even hesitate. I'm going to go try to win more World Series. I'm going to go play for an organization I, I that's got. I'm, but that's just a personal yeah, I, preference. I, I get I'm, it. I'm going to go try to be in an environment where all these games matter come in October. That an organization that's already proven to me that you're in the hunt every single season. That if trade deadline comes and we need to go out and get a pitcher and a short and this, and we're going to go do it. Mm -hmm. I, I would I, – that's what I hesitate – or that's what I would lean more towards. Now you can also look at the state of Texas and the state tax, and there's a lot of – that $300 million in L.A. is a lot different than 325 there. Maybe that's going to be you know ultimately the difference. But I, I don't know if that money is going to create the happiness because you can get the money and create the environment it, that you think I, you're going to compete I don't even in. think it, the happiness is the only part I'd push back on. You're, you're not getting $25 million more happiness. You're getting – 25 million more dollars to do whatever you want help help people you know we give it to strangers on the street you can you can do the with whatever you want if you got 300 million you can do whatever you want you, you, you can, can help all those people that but you it's want 25 you million that. more dollars that you could give to 25 more people or 50 people or 100 or whatever if you could help a thousand people with this you can help 1500 with this can i it, can i give you an example yesterday we watched the lakers and the kings we had a dude on, Jason Jones, who covers the Sacramento Kings for the Athletic, came okay. on the pregame show. And one of the questions I asked him, I'm like, you know, what is the environment like in Sacramento? They, you know they haven't made the playoffs since the 2005-2006 season? I didn't know that, but that sounds it's right. It's the longest playoff drought in the NBA. Yeah. You know they haven't made the playoffs since Mike Bibby and Brad Miller that were sounds, on that like team? Like I said, I didn't know that, but that sounds right. And I, I bring that up because – you know, Michael and I were talking about Ben Simmons. There were some rumors about a Ben Simmons trade to Sacramento. And Michael's like, I don't want to see Ben Simmons in Sacramento. Once you go to Sacramento, nobody knows that you're in the league anymore. Right. So I, I stopped there for a second because 
I just look at it from an athlete perspective. You're competitive. You've called out Mike Trout a couple times. Wait a minute. Why is Otani the one calling out the Angels and you haven't been doing it for X amount of years? I think that, you know, there's a certain amount of money. And you're right, that $25 extra million is such a significant amount of money. But man, if I'm an individual, I know I'm already financially set and my kids are financially set and their kids are financially set. I think the competition and the chance to go win it all is is a big part of sports. I, I it, it absolutely is, but especially in Corey Seager's shoes, where I've I've done this, and I'm not saying that you you know it's a retirement job where he puts up his feet. That you know I'm sure the range of pitches. A we're going to make you. Yep. W- Are they new ballpark? Is this a new last new? year? Was a new okay. ballpark? Maybe it was two years ago, but it's mm-hmm. where they played the World Series when the Dodgers oh, yeah, won yeah, the whole that's thing. Right, that's it's, right. it, by the way, it's brand new and mm-hmm. it looks like it's 30 years old. It just doesn't make any sense at all. It looks like a barn with a roof. It, it, it's just it's a weird like when you see really it, go go look at so and i get it baseball stadiums football stadiums yeah. different but you go look at sofa you're like i never seen anything like this in my life this is and you look at this you're like really this is the best you could do it's just it's just so what do you guys build 94 it just doesn't look and the other one wasn't that old but you know we can go build i can go build something again that's that, part of their pitch that we, yep. and hey look we just gave marcus Simeon else we're, we're spending go money and buy pitching we're mm-hmm. gonna do all these things so there's there's a reason to go do it i yep. really think so espn radio is presented by progressive insurance pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage visit progressive.com here's if you lose chris taylor it's different if you lose max scherzer you need to replace a starting pitcher mm-hmm. if you lose Corey seager you need to replace a starting shortstop, and those are hard things to find. Now, granted, the Dodgers already have a starting shortstop that they just slide over. Good for them for being prepared. But I know what you're saying. There's, it, it's with, a with you don't have another Christie. Oddly, the Dodgers had two guys like this. Kike Hernandez was the same guy. Mm-hmm. Play him, put him wherever you want. He's going to do a really good job. And the Red Sox said, "Yeah, we'll take that guy and turn him into an everyday player," and he's been great for them. I think that there are probably teams around Major League Baseball right. that mm-hmm. feel that they can do the same thing with Chris Taylor. But if you lose Chris Taylor, you, there isn't just another guy you can say, you know what, you can play center field tonight. Gavin Lux could play center field, but we saw what that looks like. It looked like a guy playing on roller skates. Better have just, him out there shagging balls uh, right. starting today. Put him at short, it's fine. Yeah. Put him at second base, it's fine. Put him in left field, it's 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 fine. And maybe not even fine isn't the right word. It's, it's pretty darn good. You lose that guy, it's like losing an, an entire outfield an entire left side of the infield there's he's a he's not nearly as good of a player as Corey Seager but he might be much more difficult to replace if that makes any sense it makes sense I think there's guys that you know can um can fill in x amount of holes and then there's other players that's what they do that's it they're not gonna they're they're not gonna be able to do it left field no you're not gonna be able to do that so I understand it And, and by the way you know maybe the way the Dodgers have set themselves up the Scherzer deal, it's three years. 43. Okay, 43 a year for right. Scherzer. 130. Age 37. Put that to the side. That one's not a conversation. Seeger, like you mentioned, one of the big things that they went out in the trade deadline, it was, what What do you mean they got Trey Turner? How did they get Trey Turner? How is that possibly part of the deal? Um, he'll go out and play short. You're right. There's this, this mode to Chris Taylor that if you lose him, now you feel like, Okay, wait a minute. That flexibility that we thought we we had with a player, do we still have that flexibility? It's a big question mark. Well, and then you look at a guy like Lux, right? Let, let's play this out. Let's say that the just the roster they have right now, that all of a sudden, you Chris Taylor goes somewhere else. Okay. Okay. And Max Muncy's your first baseman. 
you got second base. You've got the outfield we talked about. It's Pollock, it's Bellinger, it's Betts, and then the left side of the infield is Turner and Justin, uh, both the Turners. And then you got Will Smith behind the plate. Second base is the one thing. You you, you figure you could side, slide Gavin Lux in there. That's where he played for the most part of his career until this season. But he might be the one guy that you might be able to turn into that because we've seen him play short, and he survives. Yeah, We could see him play third base. He would survive. He's fine at second base. And maybe with some spring training work and some some real concentrated work on becoming an outfielder, he could get competent at that. So you find maybe there's a minor leaguer. Maybe there's a, a bargain basement guy that you could do. And now you have that jack-of-all-trades. you think Lux could fill into that? Because defensively he kind of fits, but offensively he doesn't do what Taylor does. So – it's funny because when we were having conversations about big time games, it was no, you can't have Lux at center, right? Like well, it was you saw what happened against the Braves, and, and but there were there were games that even coming into it, it's um, there were question marks about Lux or Bellinger. Remember, there was a time was well, Lux is hitting, Bellinger's not hitting, but Bellinger's a good defensive player. I remember us taking calls. I felt like five out of six calls was put Bellinger out there because I'd rather have good defense mm-hmm. than a bat that can go at any time. And you could use Lux in different ways, maybe bringing him off the bench, pinch hit, whatever the case is. With all that being said, I like that Lux threw himself out last season of, hey, whatever the hell you need me to do, I'm down to go do it. Just have me in the lineups. You know, I think he gave himself more opportunities because of that, but he's also got to polish up on a lot of things. I thought that he did as well as you could possibly do given the circumstances, that he was willing to risk the embarrassment that came along with dropping that fly ball, I think speaks really highly of him. Didn't they white out him when he hit the wall? <laughs> well, that's when he nearly killed himself on right. the left field wall. Yeah. He dropped a fly and ball in right field. Yeah, there was, you need to be more specific because there were multiple instances where he had no idea what there was, was going on. There was only one instance where they yes, are actually that was in left putting field. a body bag where, on. Where he nearly killed uh, Cody Bellinger That's because right. he didn't know what he was doing. There was another yeah. one where he almost injured let's, Mookie. Let's get the Dino Ebel out there with a the fungo and hit him some flies during spring training. Let's, uh, let's work on some of those things. Factor Cap is coming up next. When is it okay to run up the score? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It is a freaking cap. Welcome, guys. What's up, Emily? Uh, I'm not going to have any factor caps on sushi, though, because I, I, I know nothing about it yet. So we're gonna so far, we're going to fix that. All right. So first, start off with octopus. 
That's good. <laughs> oh, the best. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. It really, really is. It's fantastic. And when they just put a little bit of uh, lemon, lemon, they sear it a little yeah. bit, you no, could get that as but well. But if it's overcooked, it gets a little rubbery. There's a sweet spot on that. But octopus. let me tell you something. Yeah, even you're, not, if it's, you're not selling this well to Even me. it's uh, <laughs> rubbery. And, yeah, we're not selling this. This is not a good sell. But even if it is rubbery and you pay that price, I will chew that thing for a half hour. <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's All not right. cheap. Up first, it is the first day of December, so it is officially Halloween. <laughs> Holiday season, uh, so you always get a real Christmas tree. Travis's factor cap. Fact: the the Rogers, both when I was a child living with my folks and as an adult with my own family, we have always had a real Christmas tree, and I love it. I like the smell. I like the whole experience of going to pick it up. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it. It's 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 a good day and it's a good tradition. So we are a one hundred percent real Christmas tree family. But I kind of get the idea of the other one, too, that, hey, take it out of the box and screw it back together and it's done in 10 minutes as opposed to everything else that comes along with it. I kind of get it. So uh, I'll go I'll go fact on this one as well. But, you know, growing up, uh, it was fake tree left oh, and really? right. And it was, hey, uh, can you go grab the tree out of the attic? <laughs> no, I can't because it's nine feet. And I don't know how the Doesn't hell I'm supposed to get apart? it in there. It comes apart. There's some pieces to it, right. but there are areas that are really, really, you know, the, the thicker pieces, more of like the base when you get right. down to the lower end of it. And here I am trying to stuff this freaking Christmas tree up in the attic. And oh, by the way, when you get it up there and you finally, you got to take it down <laughs> next year. Um, when, since I've been in my own world, uh, a real Christmas tree is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I don't care how messy it it's is. I don't messy. care that people say that. Well, you got to go. By the way, they you know their services. Well, they'll come drop it off at your house. All yeah. that stuff. Uh, it ain't cheap. No, it's not. Damn. No, it, it's not. It's very expensive. I almost went and bought land in Idlewild. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna start selling these trees. <laughs> they the fake ones look pretty good now. Like you have to some of the really good fake ones. You have to get very close to realize that it's not a fake tree. But you miss the smell and oh, you got you it's can fake. hang an air for no, you can't. No, it's, it's not fake. the same thing. I want some needles around the 100%. The, 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 the presents. Hundred percent. So, yeah, go go with a real tree. Yeah, my family's coming here for th- for Christmas, nice. so I'm in charge of, of bringing the fake tree, though. We are not getting a real tree because it's only for a short period of time, but yeah. I, I, I have a lot of responsibility this Christmas, so I it's don't pretty know, great. <laughs> I don't know how it works with a dog. Like, I, I can see him just saying, oh, okay, I'm, I just used the restroom here. Like, I have no idea how that's going to work. I mean, the tree's not outside, right? You're not. It's not in your front yard. It's not like a maypole. No, but... <laughs> the nine-month-old is going to be like, eh, this sounds yeah, good. he'll be fine. Rookie's yeah. I think that's on you, not on rookie. All right, up next. English women's soccer team just beat Latvia 20-0. to zero. So professional team, 20-0. to zero. If you coach a youth sports team, you would not let them run up the score. Alan, is his factor cap? So it's so easy fact. It's so easy. And, and I go a step further, and I don't think you're going to like this. Professional sports, I get it. People say, hey, you don't want that squad to be up – 25 points and pouring it on in the fourth quarter with a minute and a half left to go. Well, why don't you just go ahead and stop them? This is their job to do that. I think there's certain, it's kind of funny to watch. There are certain teams, there are certain sports where most of the time a coach will say, hey, dribble it out. No, no, why are you going to go try to score? Remember that game against Oklahoma City Thunder? Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook got upset, and that was a conversation that the dude stole the inbound ball and he pushed the five-point lead to seven. The game was already over and everybody yep. got pissed. Yep. I'm definitely along the line of if the game is over, if it's a wrap, let's, let's call it a day, and let's also remember that we're going to play this squad down the road. Do we need to give them a little extra? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I the the question that you're asking, Emily. No, you don't run up the score in little league. That's that's a fact. That's that's a bad look. That that's kids. But the further we get away from that, the more okay I am with you tacking on some extra things in high school. Beat those guys. I'm not saying if it's if it's a mismatch. If you've got modern day playing against you know some. Remember that football game? Kids. Was it Inglewood? See, mom, Even he does it to me high, too. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. It was a hundred plus or yeah. something. When, yeah. when you get a mismatch, that that's a different thing. But if you if modern day is playing Long Beach Poly, and it's you know forty two to ten, and modern day wants to punch it in a few more times, go ahead because we're we're equals. We're playing a game. It's competitive. College a little bit more than that. And the pros. Now we're making money, bro. You're making you're getting paid to do this. If you don't want to get embarrassed, quit until the game's over. And the example you used is a little extreme because there's four seconds left in the yeah. game. But if I'm up 30 at the start of the fourth quarter, I'm supposed to tell my guys not to try to put the ball in the basket? No. Go score. If you don't like it, I'm not going to say, well, then stop it. I'm saying if we want to put something in pro sports that says, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm okay with this. If at the start of the fourth quarter of that Houston Texans-Rams game, when it was 38 to nothing, if David Culley wanted to come out and say, hey, Sean, we're done for today. Cool. Let's call it a night and everybody go home. If they're, if you're up 10 runs in the seventh inning, you don't want to play anymore, you don't want to burn your pitching, fine. Call it off and we'll all go home. But as long as we're getting paid to do this, I'm getting paid to get hits. I'm getting paid to strike guys out. I'm getting paid to score points. I'm getting paid to score goals. I'm going to go do those things. I think there's a strategic part to this as well. And I'm not kidding when I say this. You remember moments like this. I think strategically I think you do. Overrated. Let me give you an example. What UCLA beat USC? 62 to 33. It was a lot. Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you something? USC's not going to forget that. And now that they just Everybody got... Everybody that's on that USC team is going to be gone. But there, there's... there's, <laughs> there's coaches are gone. Most of the players are going to be gone. There's something to, hey, we want to stick it to you. Right. Okay, that's fine. You could stick it to me. But strategically, I don't know if that's the best move for the long term. Yeah. That's 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 how I, I feel. I, I, I And I think you. that, you know, that UCLA 62 to 33... These next couple of years might look a lot yeah, different from fine. USC. That's fine, but it's going to be different because they got a good coach and better players. Well, yeah, not because that Clay Helton or, or uh, Darius with not Darius Williams, but the interim coach at SC. I don't know, man. I just it's. I think I think you remember stuff pounded, like that. Pounded. They're gone. They're different guys, especially in college. All right, up next, you would return a Christmas gift if you didn't like it. Travis's factor cap. Fact. I think I mean I'm not gonna humiliate you and make you go with me. <laughs> like if you gave me a, I don't know like a, a hoodie right that it's red and I don't like red hoodies I like blue hoodies I'm not gonna say ah this red hoodie sucks I'm gonna go trade it for a blue one but I might sneak over to Dick's at, you know January sixth and swap it out for the blue one yeah I think that's okay I think it's I think it's fact uh, you have to right <laughs> you know if you don't like I, I I would want somebody to tell me hey if I got you something and you weren't feeling oh, it oh well, in that case let me let me get a few things off my chest <laughs> if if I got you something and you weren't feeling it hey all good let's get something that you want or you need that you like the last thing I I hate is when you know, somebody said, oh, you can't tell them that you didn't like it. Yeah, I can. I can tell them I didn't like it. Would you so say I, I don't like it, though? No, as in, you just... I'm not going to wear this. I'm not going to use you this. Did, wow. Oh, I've said that to family. Yeah. You know, they get me something from whatever. They get me a shirt or a sweater. You don't give the courtesy. I'm, not, oh, no, I'm probably not going to wear Thank that. Thank you so much. And then when you return to your house, you go exchange it for something else. Or or if they give me the gift receipt or something like that, then I could just do it on my own. And yeah. They don't have to know about it. This This... I'm not like this taking a video of me at sucks. Macy's telling them 
this was horrible. Who would buy this? <laughs> what were you thinking? I'll never use this. Got to be smarter, the, guys. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You just you ruined Christmas. <laughs> Why even celebrate now next I'm not, year? Now I'm not taking the, the fake tree out of the attic anymore. You can do it yourself. This is a terrible present. All right, the Rams uh, not playing well. It's not just me and Slee that think so. Troy Aikman came off yeah. the top rope on this one. You'll hear from him next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. What? Is that true? No, I definitely said hi to him. I think he's dramatic. Well, he, he makes is, it but there had to have been some some kernel of truth in that. Were you surprised to see him? Were you? Um... I think I saw him and Amanda. Okay. It was called, is it Arashi Sushi? Were you confused by their presence? Were they confused by yours? Like, Take me through this. Yeah, I, I think it was like a little a bit of that. there's a story there. No, there's not a story. How long ago <laughs> is that? Probably. I feel like there is. At least three years ago or so. Okay. Because there is that whole out of place thing, right? Like if I, if if I see you here, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, there's Al. But if all of a sudden I walked into my local grocery store and I said, I'm like, what are you doing here? There'd be a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of that. All right. Like what's going on here? And plus, you're probably like, oh God, Chris, really? I got to deal with him while I'm trying to get my. Spicy Do I have to buy him on? dinner? <laughs> just send him a bottle of sake. <laughs> you know, not not the super expensive ones. Just you know, the mid levs. By the way, he's not kidding. Arashi sushi. Arashi sushi. Uh, fantastic spot here in downtown. I get the and not sense. not the one here, not the one. Wait, is that one still there? What's the one here in uh, actually in LA Live? Right across from Smashburger. Why am I, I? Yeah, why am I thinking what it's called? Roku. No, it's a very popular I, yeah, one too. It, I don't know why. I'm Katsuya. Katsuya. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, this is a little different one. Arashi's a little different one. A little more, uh, a little more chill. Yeah, that's a perfect description. Katsuya's kind of fancy. Katsuya is fancy. It's very good. That's the only place you go to. Is that the only place I'd have to wear nice clothes to go you, to? So, Emily, how long have you been in California now? Uh, about five months. Okay, five months. You've, you've figured this out. There's nowhere you can't wear whatever you want here. It's it's California casual. There, there is You could walk into the nicest place in a pair of jeans and Chuck Taylors. Everybody's cool. You could walk in in the, the fanciest thing you own. That's fine, too. There's there You can't do that wrong. It's one of the nice things about being here. Travis did... Um, when he used to do the pre and post at Staples, he'd go barefoot. Guy wouldn't wear – some people would wear okay. you know, sandals. He wouldn't <laughs> wear flip-flops, nothing. He would just literally go barefoot. I have a thing. I, bare feet are really, really gross to That's me. extreme. Yeah. Yeah, that's extreme. I, I just I, – I get it. It's a thing. But if I see your feet, I'm yeah. really grossed out by that. On a plane – Come on, on a now. plane, come on, and, guys. And look, I, I, I don't get need if to... we're having tacos at the beach and you got your flip flops on. That's fine. I'm not. I'm just saying. But if we're in a public place and I'm seeing all of your feet, that's a problem. Well, if you're in an area where you're going to be sitting there for a while and it's like the feet are just there, that's not a good. <laughs> How about the guy at the airport? Now I'm not even talking about on the plane. Like we're in the terminal waiting for the plane. Yeah, he's going to pop his shoes off and then put his feet on top of his shoes. Like what? What are we doing there? What's that all about? No need. No need. Just if your shoes, shoes are that uncomfortable, go buy different shoes. Go, go wear slippers. Wear something. Maybe but. it's a size too small. You know. <laughs> also, if you wear sandals, you know you have had to like walk barefoot through security because that's why I always wear socks when that's I go right. to the airport because you have to take too. your shoes off. You're People who wrong. don't do that are animals. Okay, but real <laughs> quick, real quick, from a security perspective, if I got sandals on, mm -hmm. do I really need to take my sandals off? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you got to go in there. You got to put your hands in the air. You got to have that that magnet swing around you real quick. And, and you know how they have the uh, you know the imprints of where to put your foot, your your feet. It's like 
this guy's just barefoot. Just <laughs> I, it's it's super gross. There's no question about it. But I always try to make sure my feet are exactly right. Like I don't want them hanging over the sides. Like I'm just gonna. Mine's awkward. Yeah, mine's. I don't know where to put my hands. It's higher, like just look at higher, sir. Literally, there's a there's a cutout. There's a cutout <laughs> that shows you what to do. I'm like this. I got one arm over the other. I'm like, do I do jumping jacks? All right. So Troy Aikman was on the radio and talking about the Rams, and he was not feeling where they are right now. Here's what he's talking about. Well, there's two cuts. I want to play this one first. This is talking about just kind of the concept, Al, of what the the Rams have done, not just at the beginning of the season, but what they did throughout the entire season, which is add Von Miller, add OBJ. I've just never seen a team that really goes out and, and tries to put together this all-star team that can win a Super Bowl, have much success, and usually it unravels. And right now, that's kind of what's happening with the Rams. They just have not been very consistent. Okay, it's it's the question that you and I touched on a little bit yesterday, this idea of give me a bunch of stars. Aaron Donald, star. Jalen Ramsey, star. Von Miller, star. Yep. OBJ, star. Yep. They, and Matthew Stafford, you know, for better or for worse, he's an NFL quarterback that just about everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Pieces together are far less than the, the sum total you would expect. And, and to hear him say it, that it almost – it usually unravels and I started thinking about it it does in almost every sport it's very hard just to take a collection of stars and have it look like a good team over the course of a season once in a blue moon it'll come together but he's more often than not that stuff doesn't work well it's tough for me to listen to that because you know the tune obviously changed so much in the last three four weeks and that happens because you're losing. So it's not. This isn't a surprise or a shock. But damn, was everybody not grabbing a microphone? It, wasn't it was most. It was most. It was, it I mean, was, it was for sure most. But it wasn't everybody. Most people are sitting back saying, "Oh my gosh, look at the Rams. This is what you do. You got to go all in." I'm, listen, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Wow, look what they're doing. Look at that. They're sending a message around the NFL. We're all in. Can you keep up with us? These picks, we got to give them up to go get Von Miller. Bring in Von Miller. Whatever it took to go get Stafford, bring in Matt Stafford. I, I mean, it's. I get why the tune is changing, but for me, all I heard over the last four weeks was how great this is, how smart everybody is, why this is so different than – when I say different, what I'm referring to there but, is you're trying to go out of your way to you know obviously put all the, all the uh, chips at the center of the table – I don't know. It seems a little – now everybody's kind of jumping on I this bandwagon. I don't know where Ankman was prior to these last three weeks. I don't know. So I'm and not he could have been saying the same thing. Yep. But you're not wrong. I agree that most people, my hand way up in the air, yep. were like, this is awesome. Let's go get it. But there was also the, the phrase that was mentioned on the end of all of this stuff. Needs to win a, you need to win a Super Bowl. Sure. That you cannot do this. Is it exciting? Yeah. Do I like it? Yeah. Is is Are they a better team now than they were before these acquisitions? Yeah, I think so. But it was always followed with, but if it doesn't work, oh my goodness, what is this going to leave you? And we're starting to see some evidence that it might not work. But that, was, that was a so conversation. I think that's why it is. But wasn't that conversation also there in the offseason when they got Stafford? As in, that yeah. was the oh, expectation sure. anyways. You no, went no out question. and got you went and got Odell Beckham, but Beckham wasn't supposed to be a savior. Odell Beckham wasn't supposed to be your first or second target. He was supposed to just kind of complement what you already had. Mm-hmm. And you know that's obviously after Deshaun Jackson left, and you thought, okay, maybe he's going to play a role like that. The Von Miller is the one where you actually gave up something. You mm-hmm. gave up things, and now you're seeing the- and Stafford. And Stafford. You gave up two first round draft picks to get Stafford. That's not that's a lot. What what I'm saying is that the 
thought process of we got to go win a Super Bowl, that didn't start because of the Odell Beckham or the Von Miller. That started in the offseason. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. I want to play Troy Aikman's other cut right here, and then we'll come back and we'll kind of break this whole thing down because I think aside from just the, you know, what have you spent to and what have you accomplished, there's the idea of do they have enough to get this thing squared away. You know, that was a huge game for both those teams, not only for the Rams to, to keep pace with Arizona within the division, but also they were still in the hunt for potentially a first-round bye. But it just does not have a good feel. I, I feel it throughout the entire organization. I, I just don't know that that they're going to play. I don't think they're done. I, I think you know they're going to have some moments where they kind of climb back into it, but I just don't know if they're going to have enough to get over the hump. It just doesn't have that feel. Hmm. That's the part that I want to focus on next. That's Travis Lee at 710 ESPN.